0: Welcome to Copy That Radio. I'm Seth Horst, retired law enforcement. And I am Jared Milky, a retired firefighter. We started this podcast to tell the real stories of first responders to the general public. We believe there is a disconnect between what actually happens in the world of first responders and what the public perceives happens in the world of first responders.
1: Jared and I are both full-time realtors here in the inland Northwest. And if you want to partner with us at eXp Realty, please shoot us a message. We currently serve the Inland Northwest, but we can help you get started in real estate wherever you live. Now, here's a word from our sponsors. Welcome to Copy That Radio. This show is sponsored by Patriot & Company. Patriot & Company is a veteran-owned, veteran and first responder-owned company that
0: provides all-natural soaps and beard care products. They have a men's line and a women's line. Seth, what's your favorite flavor? Hipster repellent. Hipster repellent is the anti-skinny jeans scent. There's plenty of other scents. Go get yourself some. Use the code that all caps, for 10% off anything on PatriotAndCompany.com. This show is also sponsored by...
1: NinjaRub.com, which will take you to SierraWanna.com, the parent company. Sierra Wana specializes in natural body care products using traditional methods of infusion, capitalizing on Herb Synergy. Uh, our personal favorite is Ninja Rub. One of ninja Rub is the jam. It's the jam. Uh, we use it for all of our sports and jujitsu related injuries. And for 15% off, use the code that, all caps. All caps. Copy that at
0: ninjarub.com. And we're live. You have to meet somebody at ten. Thank you. Yeah, I'm meeting somebody at ten. Business. Me too. So um, we'll, we'll we'll keep it short and sweet. And we have a call at nine, so we got forty five minutes. I don't want to be accused of rambling again. Well, today's a busy day.
1: Well, that's good.
0: Kind of part of the busyness is after lunch I have a root canal. That sucks, dude.
1: That's terrible.
0: <laughs> well, I had a filling put in a tooth, and it killed the tooth. Huh? I killed it, but it's starting.
1: It's it was too big or too deep or something i don't know well you should do it i just pack a bunch of sawdust and glue in there yeah And it works pretty good okay um i just had a filling fallout too actually fell out yeah i can feel i got a little hole in the back molar dang yeah i just pack it full of bubble gum currently
0: do it do that um stuff at walgreens the temporary filling stuff just put some in every day oh do it. Up.
1: yeah that'll work right Right. Uh, I talked to a guy one time. I remember I arrested a guy one time, Hillbilly, and uh, he was talking about how they extracted their own teeth because they didn't bother going to a dentist. Mm-hmm. I know I guys that like, do that. Oh, I was like, damn, dude. Talking about putting pliers up in their mouths yep. and ripping their freaking teeth out of their head. Just wiggle it side to side. Yeah, and, uh, you know, drinking a bunch of whiskey to, to help you know the medicine go down or whatever. But, dude, that, <laughs> I was like, fuck that, man. There's, there's
0: this guy I worked with in Tennessee. He had he pulled a bunch of his own teeth over the years just like
1: I don't want to be in that position ever
0: I hope I'm not but I hope not I mean I, I mean if guess you got to do what you got to do it you got to do, do it right people have been doing it for years but um, so his his remedy after you pull it to kill the pain was you swish you ready for this oh god you swish cloves soaked in 151
1: okay so that oh, God, I'd burn that the hell out of the hole, though, for a minute.
0: Yeah, you think so? Ooh. But he would do that for a day or two afterwards. Cause to, like, oh, that'll kill any bacteria, too, yeah.
1: Oh, I think he's also an alcoholic, so maybe it was just another
0: way to get some more booze. But
1: This uh, this reminds me of one of the many ways I've almost killed myself in my life, unintentionally. Uh, I'm sure Chuck will appreciate this, because I went on a kick where I was like, I'm not taking antibiotics, because my gut health is very important to me. Right. And um, I had a couple of teeth pulled. <laughs> Uh, I had them pulled like asleep because they were, they were gnarly ones mm-hmm. and uh, um, wisdom teeth. And uh, I'm like, ah, I'm not going to take the antibiotics. So about three days into this, I developed um dry, what is that? Dry socket. Dry socket. Yeah. And I like got super fucking sick and I missed an SRT deployment because of this. That's where Chuck will give me shit. And, uh, and he'll call me stupid. And you're right, Chuck. It was a bad idea. Um, but dude, who? Yeah, I got super super sick. So dry socket like, got infected. Is, that uh-huh, what it is? yeah, is and dry socket an infection? I think it is an infection. Okay, and uh, I could be off here. I'm not a dentist, but um, you know, lesson learned: the mouth is a dirty place. It's filthy, and you should probably take <laughs> antibiotics if you have any kind of thing done in your mouth. So um, that made me think: like, how the hell do people do it? How many people have died from a tooth extraction throughout history? A lot. Yeah, a lot. Infection. So that's one of the modern like.
0: I don't know, miraculous things we have is antibiotics, right? Yeah. That's why we live longer now because we don't die from infections as easily. I almost did. I
1: like to push it to the edge. Um, so I'll leave it at that. We're going to talk about today, academy life. Academy life. Yeah. Um, what is an
0: academy, Seth?
1: Uh, well, it's where one would go to train up to do a job such as police work or firework. Uh, the police academy Police academy, just like the movies from the eighties it's exactly like that there's a uh, we'll talk about the c h p academy there's a sign by the road it used to say like the finest law enforcement academy in the world or something and is that I, true it, uh i mean it's good that's a hard, that's a big one to say i don't know what if there's like does it say the wokest law enforcement academy hopefully now? they're not going that way there's there's been some ups and downs as far as you know the um, how hard they've made it over the years, and sometimes they go soft on people to see what happens, and that's how you get
0: like they test theories,
1: yeah. That's how you get 21,000s. Whoever's listening, um, because they went soft. What is
0: 21,000?
1: <laughs> Someone got a chuckle out of that. Uh, badge numbers, so oh, yeah, yeah. Our badge numbers started at zero and are now up in the 23,000s, I think. Crazy, yeah. Um, there's probably still some 14,000s, 14s, and maybe a 13s working. Uh, but I'll, anything before that is most likely retired at this point. There we go. So wow. um, should I go first? Or do you want to talk about the fire academy first? No, go ahead. We have um,
0: the academies are way different. So way different, completely different. And stories.
1: Uh, di- different departments have different types of uh, police departments have different academies as well. And I'm sure fire is the same way. Um, we, there's some that are not live in, and you go to like a community college. Yep, and uh, unpaid. Some are paid. Some are yeah, unpaid. Right, um, or
0: sponsored. I guess what's
1: the word? Uh, some call it sponsored. I guess that's the word. Being the finest law enforcement academy in the world, Whoa. the uh, CHP Academy, you are a paid employee when you go there. <laughs> oh, that was that was rude. Let me see. I where did I pull those numbers up? I just had. Oh, here we go. So if you Google search this, you get some of these questions that Google knows, do you get paid in the CHP Academy? Well, look at that cadet $4,679 to $5,997 a month. Uh, Oh, and free room and board. There's a perk. Um, That's effective. The first month following the Academy reporting date. Uh, Oh no. effective the first month following the Academy reporting date, you get full health and dental benefits. Cool. Look how we tied that in dental benefits. Um, for yourself and your dependents. So it's a pretty good deal. That was back in 2020. Yeah. It's well, probably be, gone up let's since Let's be then. clear,
0: though. That's, um, that is to reflect the cost of living in Sacramento, California.
1: Mm. No, you get to live at the academy for free.
0: Right, but that money. Oh, so yeah. like, like, well, in, in some places, that's a lot of money. Oh, it is. Oh, I In that's like, not so much money. Like in
1: uh, Alabama, you'd be like, damn, I could. Yeah, I'm rich. Yeah, I'm rich, bitch. But, uh, but in California, it's not. No, that's that's barely buying. You're not buying gas these days with that much money. No, it's almost five bucks a gallon, dude. It's crazy. Here. I know. I don't even know what... It, someone needs to text us and tell us what it is in California currently. How much is gas in California? Probably atrocious. You know what? I could Google it because I literally have my computer here, but I'm not going to. Uh, I don't care that much. I could... Yeah, anyway. Um, ca- carrying on. So, okay. It was 27 weeks when I went through. I don't know what it is now. The way it works is you you, uh, you apply, you go through the whole application process, um, background check. This this all takes like a year, all of this. Um, to get into the academy. To get into the academy. Uh, some people have gone much longer than that, depending on hiring freezes. Some guys tried four years to get in and finally got in. It took me about a year when I got in. I From the f- very first uh, written and physical test I took to when I was in the academy, it was about a year. Um, so you're going through background checks. They go through all of your life, dig up all the dirt on you. All the trash. And everybody's got dirt these days. It's ridiculous so um then you get your letter and you're like all right you're going and you get a little list of things to show up with and you show up on the first day I remember I stayed in the hotel across the street the night before and I didn't sleep like at all I was super stressed out I had never I would had no military experience I just had been in co- I was a little college boy so um were you ever little Seth um you're not no, a little not, person not a long time um so I wasn't fresh out of college. I went to college and then I did construction for a few years. Cause and you were a bouncer. My yeah, I was a bouncer because my degree in underwater basket weaving was not super. Po- uh, <laughs> poetry degrees don't get you big jobs. <laughs> I didn't get paid a lot in doing that. So construction to me, and then I um, went into the academy. Uh, the first morning they call it pickup day. Um, you're standing out in line in front of the whatever building, and the the p pe- not the p staff. The uh, wow. The staff office, they come out and they're the, like, the drill instructors. Mm-hmm. And they uh, just come out screaming at you and just put you into complete panic mode in your mind. Um, and then they they just have you running around all day, like, getting uniforms and getting your rooms and putting uniforms on. And it's a hot mess. Um, and then you have 27 weeks of pure hell. And then you graduate. I'll break that down a little more. Let's
0: go into a little more detail. <laughs> Life sucks for 27 weeks and then you're on yeah. the road.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And then... Depending on where you go, it might suck after that too. How long is twenty-seven weeks? I don't know, and it's it's changed since then. They they did redo the whole way they did it since I went through. It's you know fifteen years since it's I went do some they quick math, remember. Seth. I can't know twenty can't weeks. That. Okay, five months. Five months. Okay, twenty-seven weeks. Six and three weeks. Almost so eight over months. six months. Yeah, no, almost seven. Oh, months. seven months. Sorry, yeah,
0: we're idiots. Okay. Yeah, we make right. one whole person.
1: So almost seven months, um, and. You live in the dorm, the dorms uh, during the week, and if you're lucky and don't get in trouble, you can go home on the weekends. Some guys, I, I had a roommate that lived in um, L.A., L.A. area, so down south, so he had to fly home every weekend. which Fly? I mean just because the drive was too long? The drive was too long to actually get it done. So he would fly, um, and he just was like, I'm just going to rack it up on the credit card because it's worth it to him to go home and see his family some guys just stayed the whole time and barely ever went home cause they couldn't afford to. Yeah. Um, I was lucky. I lived about, uh, two, two hour drive away. So I would just drive, I would drive home, but, um, it was, uh, yeah. So you're up at, I, I'm trying to think here. I would get up at three fifty in the morning. Um, and the first thing you do is you make your, your bed or your rack and it has to be like perfect. Folded corners and everything. There's like a whole system. So to that's it that similar to military boot camp. Very much, yeah. Um, and then we would, you know, shave, uh, brush teeth, and go to PT. Shave, so shower we, and shave. Yeah, and maybe shit. Um, and you go to PT like first thing in the morning. And that's pure misery. So the PT staff, that's all they do. They are they are born and bred and designed to torture cadets. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you go into the gym the like g- CrossFit coaches. Uh, so, yeah. But when I went through, it was like there was no system to it. It was like you might go in and do push-ups for the entire floor workout, and that's all you do. That sucks. And then you go run five miles. Um, Or you might go in and do, like, eight-count bodybuilders the entire workout. There was, like – it was just torture. Random. Yeah. Uh, Now, uh, because of people like our friend Tyson, um, it's been upgraded quite a bit, and there's there's a much better system to it. That's good. Um, Good job, Tyson. Yeah, good job. And – Whoever helped you, I'm sure there were others. Uh, but, yeah, we would go in and, um, has, like, everything has a system. Like, the way you get the mats out is a system. And if you, you will fucking conform or you'll be destroyed. So, you you take these blue mats out and you lay them down. And then you, that's your workout mat for you and your partner. And you, and they're all laid out perfectly. And then there's one instructor up on the stage. And they're, you know, it's, like, almost comical. Because they'll be, like, they're super freaks of fitness uh, and they would come out and they would just, you know, all right, we're doing pushups and they're doing pushups the entire time, like hundreds. And you're, you know, your lactic acid buildup is so bad. You're just crapping out and it's, and you're just like, what is this guy? He's not even human. Are they screaming like military, like boot camp style? Yeah. And the, the other ones will come around. And if you're like being lazy or whatever, they'll tune you, tune your ass up. Um, and then when you're done, you wipe the mats down, you put the mats away in the same order. And then you go run. Uh, usually, Gosh, I don't think we ran every day, uh, but it was a five mile loop around the perimeter of the uh, academy, and you have to carry your flashlight in your hand in the correct way, and because uh, it's usually dark, so you're out running, running the perimeter in the dark. Good times. Um, what was I gonna say about the PT stuff? Oh, I it's, it's funny, dude. Like part way through, I remember there was some shenanigans that we weren't stretching enough, so the PT staff added in stretching at the beginning. And it was like uh, literally they'd get up there and you'd be like, all right, you know, however they say it, bend down, touch your toes for like a second. And then you stand you up and then they go on like, that's your stretch. It was like literally like one here, like, like, no stretching. Yeah. No stretching at all. It was, it was comical. If you repeat that, that like a hundred times, you'll be stretched. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and then they had days every once in a while where we would go in the Swimming pool, but it's not called a swimming pool. It's called a water safety tank. Mm. And by God, if you have fun in there, you're a fucking dead man.
0: So Oh you can't have fun in there? No. You'd water get in and, and you would
1: swim laps. Um and then at one point they had us jump they had this platform that you had to jump off of. Mm-hmm. It was like ten feet. It was like if you grew up cliff jumping, it was nothing. And uh but some people it was a big challenge for them. So sure. um they had that and I remember I think one time I saw a kid do a flip off it and it was like you could see the the joy and the freedom on his face as he did it, just was completely overshadowed by the ass beating, not physical ass beating, but verbal ass beating that he mental took. and emotional. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, when you see somebody get tuned up, it's like, hey, there's not me. It's not me. They're taking all the heat, and you just sit back and you quietly watch. And would you're like, yeah. Would you be comfortable
0: with this platform if you grew up jumping off of trees
1: on a rope swings? Yeah, yeah. Into the alligator brown water. <laughs> yeah, screw that. <laughs> Totally. Um, All right, moving on from PT. So that was a special kind of hell. Um, Then uh, after PT, you would go run your ass. You ran everywhere all the time. Do not walk. So you run your ass back to your room, uh, shower, and you had about 37 seconds to shower because you got roommates Mm -hmm. that are showering as well. And then um, you hit the drill pad and you do drill practice, which is marching. Seems kind of silly because, you know,
0: Formation marching?
1: Yep. Okay. Um, So we do that for a while and then we would go eat. And you have, when you eat there, it's like that's a whole process too. You stand in line, you get your food a certain way. So they have a legit chow hall? Oh, yeah. Huge chow hall. Uh, It's legit. Um, The food is hit or miss depending on what they're cooking for the day. Sometimes it's okay. Um, And then you sit down at your table and you have about three minutes to eat. You shovel your food in, you don't smile or talk to anyone. then you pack your shit up and you move on. And then you'll spend the whole day in uh, either doing like classroom work and doing all the learning domains and learning all the laws and procedures and all that crap. Or you'll be, uh, it'll be a combination of that. And then going to the range and shooting, going to the driving section, doing EVOC driving. Um, And interspersed in there is all the arrest and control techniques. And you're, constantly doing like handcuffing and like they would break the
0: day up with yeah, practice drills
1: yeah yep uh sometimes in the morning we would do that too where you're doing uh they call it pma and it was you're doing all the arrest techniques and um so it is just like all day you're going nonstop, even into the night this, they would do night classes so after dinner um you'd have night classes and it was like nine or ten at night usually before we got back to the room and it was like okay you can have your own time I don't even know if I had a cell phone back then. I probably did. I, yeah, I did. What year was this? Uh, 07. I'm sure you did. Yeah, I probably did. Um, So then you could turn your phone on and, like, contact your loved like ones. at night? Yeah, you had, like, a short window to do it, and then you put that crap away. Did
0: they do um
1: bunk checks or dorm checks? Like yes. They would roll through the middle of the night? And yeah. You're not allowed to have any food in the dorms. So that's where people would get busted a lot. They would come in, like, which is crazy. Like, no snacks at all. So they would come and they would check for food. No Cheetos in your footlock? No Cheetos. I mean, people would try to do it and they'd get creative, but if you got caught, you're like... What, what are the consequences? Like punishment uh, or... Yeah, you'd lose Liberty Days. You'd lose like a weekend or you'd lose a... Wednesday night we had Liberty too, so you could go out on the town. Like to a restaurant? Yep. On a Wednesday night so drink? you could lose that. Uh, you are, but if you drive... And this happens usually once a year or a couple times a year, some cadet will drive back to the academy drunk what and then it? there's an officer at the gate. What a moron. What a moron. And then they get hooked for DUI and like, see you later. You're done. In the academy. Happens, happens a lot. Like you, that's the stupidest that's thing. That's mind ever. blowing. Yeah. The best thing. So I never went out and drank it on. I would go to like, I had this routine with my roommate. I would go to a Barnes and Noble nearby. Mm-hmm. I would get a little treat or whatever they had and a little coffee. And I would sit there and read magazines and I was a dork. And that's exactly the way I wanted it, because I didn't want to get in trouble. I had, like, so much riding on this that I was like, I cannot fail out. Mm-hmm. I have to make it work. My wife was pregnant at the time with Hudson. There you go. And I'm like, I don't have health insurance, and I don't want to go back to construction. Yeah. Because I just got laid and off. And I want to make good money. Yep. So I was like, I can't fail. Also, so it,
0: I, Like, you felt called to do it. It's not like a... It wasn't a random thing for you, right.
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. It's something I really wanted. The career is phenomenal. I mean, the pay is... Like, the cadet pay is substantial in itself, but when you get out, you get a huge raise, and it's, it's good money and the benefits. So, Yeah, I would go to Barnes & Noble, and I would just be a dork and do that, but Smart. some guys would get hammered, and the best thing was, like, PT the next morning, and the PT staff knew this, mm-hmm. and they would find whoever smelled like alcohol oh, and just sure. grind them into the ground. That's what you get. So Yeah, it was great. So it just, once again, takes the attention off of you. You just do your thing. The, the key to the Surviving Academies is to stay under the radar. Don't stand out in any way. And cuz even the good people, you stand out, you'll get, you'll get rewarded with extra duties. It's not worth it. No. No. So the rooms, oh, we, we should talk about the dorm rooms. Uh when I went through it was three to a room and there were there was one bunk bed and then one single bed. There's a desk area with Two seats, because mm-hmm. that makes sense. And then you have like a tiny little closet area. You're not allowed to have any personal items out, so you can't no pictures, no nothing. So it's oh, wow. like Spartan. Could you have pictures in your locker, like somewhere? Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you have a locker or a closet? Like a closet that I think it locked, like a Pretty little sure. door with a hanger. Yeah, yeah. Like you a, got you hang your uniforms hang in there during the week, and you put your clothes in there. Um, and then the. Uh, I think they have computers now. We didn't have computers when I went through. But uh, And then there's a bathroom that's shared between four rooms. So, three, six, 12 guys share a bathroom that has two stalls and two showers, I think. So, like, you got to move. Yeah. There's no messing around in there. You don't have time to take a nice shower. You're, like, it's literally the 30-second shower. You hit all the vital areas and then you move on. French shower. <laughs> you, I mean, you could shower together to save time. Wipe off with the— Probably get in trouble for that. The wet paper towel. Just it was like on. there was like it was hard to find comfort. Right. Which is good, right? That makes you a hard person. I mean the the point of it is like to induce stress for especially those that hadn't had not had much stress in their life. Right. So that when you hit the road and shit gets hard, like you'll be able to handle it. That's the that's the point. Um and th- I think they did a good job when I came through. It was it was hellish. It's like I, I was, it was described as a uh, college and boot camp rolled into one. That makes sense. Yeah, Um, twenty-seven weeks is
0: is a long time.
1: It's a long time, dude. Almost seven months, right? And just did that math and and imagine going. There are times when people go twenty-six weeks and then fail out. That's crazy. Imagine that, and you can come back, but you got to go through another little short background again, Um, and then like make sure nothing changed. Yes, and then uh, you can come back and roll in through another class. But like imagine, and there were people that had gone back, you know, three three plus times. Wow. Can you imagine that? I, oh, I told myself like if, if I failed out, I was like, I'm not fucking doing this again. I'm I'll find something. I don't know else. about
0: that. I, I saw the same thing in the fireside guys would go multiple times. And at some point you're just like, Hey dude, it's, yeah, let's, uh, let's like, step back and change directions, yeah. figure something out. Maybe you try again in a couple of years, but
1: yeah. Um, so that's like the day to day life. And, uh, you know, when you use, Interspersed with the shoot like the shooting was fun for me mm-hmm. there were plenty of people that had literally never shot a gun in their life so those poor range instructors have to uh by like, way sketch yeah they have to bring them up from no knowledge at all and then you got guys that are how uh, was it scott that talked about that guy that was like a prior oh, military yeah, high, like high, a, yeah and he high speed guy he, he does it his way but it's like all right man you got to kind of do it the highway patrol way even though your ways. Really effective. For here, for now. Yeah, for we now like this way. so they have to deal with all of that.
0: And um that's crazy. You can have like the the highest level weapons operators in the world. Right. Could go and, to and somebody that's never seen
1: a gun before. Yeah. In the same class. Crazy. Yeah. Uh the range is super nice. So you walk everywhere on the the academy's a, oh, it's a couple hundred acres at minimum. It's huge. Um and it's right there in Sacramento, California. And uh so you you walk over the range and it's like bermed all around it. It's a Huge range. Yeah, I've seen through. pictures. It looks really, really nice. very range. nice. Yeah, very nice range. Um, and then the driving area, there's a high-speed track uh, that you, you'll get up to 120 miles an hour on it for sure. Um, and then they have a whole another little driving course that simulates city streets. Uh, so when you do, like, pursuit driving, you practice in there. And then they have a skid pan, which is <clears throat> smooth concrete that they have. Uh, it's irrigated, so they have sprinklers on it. Mm-hmm. And then the tire, the cars have bald tires. So yeah. you go out and you induce so you drift. oversteer, understeer. Yeah. You drift. It's this, fun.
0: This, so this is making me smile. I'm thinking about how formal and proper your experience was. Mm-hmm. And then how backwoods and hillbilly. Mine I can't was. wait to hear about it's yours. Gonna be so awesome.
1: Yeah, it was exactly very formal, very pro like your uniform had to be perfect. If literally like little, they would go around and if you had like little strings, I can't, there's a name for them. I can't remember little strings sticking off. Like you'd have to clip them off with, fingernail clippers Mm -hmm. if they would see that they'd look at your name tag like they you are inspected constantly your boots have to be shined all the time like you're always on point it's you get used to it totally yeah but it's like it's overwhelming at first and then your room gets inspected Look, they'll inspect it when you're not around too and they'll like you know run their fingers over the top of door frames and check for dust so you're always cleaning the rooms and you learn where to dust nice um and yeah dude that's something i'm i'm I'm, my heart rate's going up talking about this 15 years ago and i'm stressing out that's uh that's wild
0: Mm -hmm. so we'll just keep going with yours this will make these two episodes because i'm I'm not gonna have time to do
1: a whole oh you gotta leave it you get 17 minutes yeah well i'm Uh, I'm, honestly we can jump off because i'm about done that's that's the gist of it i just wanted to give an overview so people had an idea i know there's gonna be a lot of people that reach out to me, and be like, oh, "You forgot about this." You forgot? I know, I know. I'm sure yeah, I did. I mean, it's been a 20, long time. I just Thanks. compressed 27 weeks into 24 minutes. So. I'm, I'm over 20
0: years now on mine, dude.
1: I feel old. So let's do it. Let's break it down. We got this.
0: The fire stuff. Yeah. Oh man, it's um, <laughs> so where I came up in the fire service it was way different. It was very, very country. Like we we're like, we were a combination department, meaning partially volunteer, partially paid. In the beginning, and we, we are also a combination in the fact that we do do um, urban firefighting, like structural firefighting and wildfires. And most, most actually, all of the Central Florida departments are that. Even the cities, like even City of Orlando, has a couple brush trucks. Like they they have brushy areas they have to deal with. They're not as uh, those guys aren't as well versed as the county guys from all around there. Um, but it's it's very different in florida as a whole because you don't have it's not a state-run academy like there's each almost every county has every major county will have its own public safety center or complex as part of the that county's technical program like their vocational school
1: do they have they all have same standards though yeah yeah it's state standards yeah it's all
0: the same training um so it is state governed but it's not run by the state and then each academy, some are way more lax than others. Some are more, like, country than others. Like, like, it's, it's very, oh, very different. Um, and then also the EMS training, you can go to a public school, like a state college for your EMT and medic, or you can go to a private school, like a company that runs its own program. It's still still governed and regulated by the state, but you could do either way. Um, and... That is also required to get a fire job in almost every department. You have to be at least in EMT, basic, or Florida. I think now they have I, which is intermediate, and then advanced, which is paramedic. So just to apply for a job, you have to have that. And then most departments down, well, most departments in the country won't pay you to go to school. Some will. Like bigger departments do hirings where they hire you and then pay for your training. Mm-hmm. that's sponsored or worthy, like what you mentioned with CHP. Um, my department did not do that. So you just for Florida, most departments, you have to have fire standards, which is the fire academy, state fire, state fire standards at one of the sanctioned academies and any EMT certification or license with the state. So that's an actual license. Um, it's not just a class or a training. So you have to go through class, get tested out to graduate, and then get tested out again to get licensed with the state. And all the EMS stuff, I think this is a national thing, too. It's governed by DOT. Nobody really knows that.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah. So hmm. did, uh? <clears throat> so your academy is not a live-in? Like-
0: no, it's not. Um, there are, so, so the Florida State Fire College, where I've taken classes, is a live-in academy. That's it's not a college, which is how do they? Funny.
1: Uh, um, here's my question for that, though: How you know, do they have a big enough room for all the recliners? Exactly to, for all those firefighters in one space. That sounds like a challenge. I, uh, it's,
0: so the crazy part <laughs> is, the majority of people that go to fire school don't get jobs.
1: That's terrible. Like the overwhelming majority,
0: because I think they well, there's so many barriers after you get certified to get a job that it's like it's just hard, mm. right? And it's very competitive. So the Majority of people that will go to fire standards or fire Academy do not get hired um, and that's Especially since post 9-11 like a bunch of people just think it's cool. Oh, yeah um, We were so we were I was in the fire Academy. I was done with the MT. It's already licensed In the fire Academy when 9-11 happened. We watched it from our classroom.
1: Then oh, you were hired way back when dude. Yeah. Wow,
0: so um, that our group had 13 people my class the group after us had 50 dang because of 9-11 yeah so that, that's how it was like hiring we were coming the late 90s early 2000s but pre-9-11 they were like nobody wanted to do that job
1: so at fire academy are you because you guys have so much equipment i mean law enforcement has a lot of equipment but you guys have a lot of you do a lot of different things uh is that a majority of it spent like learning and practicing with the tools there's a lot of that it's probably half and half roughly
0: so There's, there's you don't so have many as much th- there's law. so many things to learn that They can't teach it all to you. Yeah, and that's why so it's separate you get your state certification And then you go to your department. They have every department has their own orientation hmm. So I don't know what it is now It was Florida fire standards when I went it was 16 weeks straight through Monday through Friday Um, or if you do a night class, it's like six months Like you do nights and Saturdays for six months. Um and that's designed for people that have to work have families or whatever. It's not living, and At most academies it's not living except the Florida State Fire College. And then you have uh, Your EMT could be as fast as three to four months if you do an advanced like an accelerated program mm-hmm. Or it could be out to five or six months for a normal program So you're, you're looking at and that's structured every school structures that differently It might be two or three nights a week or two or three nights and a day or whatever and plus your cl- clinical hours, like however that school structures their program. So you're looking at a total of like to apply for, get accepted, and go through both programs. You're looking at like a year, That's and long. you're not you're not in school the whole time, but you're you're in and out of these processes the whole time. Um,
1: and you may or may not be getting paid. You're
0: pro- oh, you're not going to get paid. No. Yeah, no, no. If, so if you go through a sponsored program, you go straight through. It's they like that department structures it however they want. They might do all of it in 20 weeks or 24 weeks, like doing back to back five days a week, 10 hours a day, like wh- whatever they want to structure, that's what they do. So that's, that's completely run by that department yeah. as long as they, f- and it's okay as long as they follow the state's standards. So, and you, so, and all the instructors are state certified instructors. Like I was an instructor for our department, but I didn't never worked at a school. Mm-hmm. So I, I could have applied for a school job. I just never wanted to. Um, so th- Your experience at the fire academy, it's similar. (laughs) It depends on how like the state fire college has a whole different set of standards than all the other academies do. Like they, they view theirs as more like uh, what you described at CHP. It's very proper, very like military like Mm -hmm. and the fire service is a paramilitary organization because you have to have rank and structure and follow orders and stuff like that. But there's a, there's a difference between firefighting and law enforcement when it comes to, um, like, relation to the military. Most fire guys, like, so to do that job, I don't want, I'm not taking away from law enforcement. Go ahead and try. You have to be kind of a crazy person. Like, it, it, it takes to be, to like that job and be good at it, it takes a, a different level of person, like, it's a different personality than law enforcement does. Yeah. And that personality lends itself to, to, um, Not following orders as well, Mm. because there's there's a lot more fluid, fluctuating things that aren't governed by law Mm -hmm. in a fire, like in the fire service. Like you're talking about multiple people injured and dying. You're talking about building on fire with multiple um, exposures or entrapments. Like it's that you have to be able to self-govern very efficiently and very make decisions like the, the appropriate decisions very fast without thinking back to case law or without consulting a regulation. Like our most departments specifically don't have SOPs they have SOGs so a guideline and procedure legally are very different right okay like this your SOGs are your guidelines generally this is what our operating procedure is but because you have you have the authority and the leeway and so much room for flexibility within the scenarios you have saying this is our policy and this is the hard line you follow this algorithm it doesn't
1: hold up in the fire business. I would, uh, I would actually make the argument that law enforcement is very similar to that. Cause I think so. Yeah. The the policy's there and, but they would say it's more of a guideline because, because you have to make those same split second decisions and you're like, you know, you, you really don't have time to think about like use of force. Like, okay, this guy, bad guy's presenting me with this f- level of force. You don't have time to like think, about. you just have to make decisions on the fly. So that's where, I mean, that's where in training is so important is where you can kind of, Cut down on that uh, reaction time by training different scenarios. Right. So I, I would argue that law enforcement, at least where I, the world I came in, is similar. It is similar, um, but
0: what, what I'm saying is like firefighters aren't in jeopardy of of being charged with crimes or being, oh yeah, or no, being no, sued. You will totally or, get
1: fucked by going outside yeah. of the policy,
0: right. but you still have to do it. That's the terrible that part. That doesn't happen in the fire. Like yeah. if, if you can demonstrate, like, we made this decision because of this. In a fire situation, oh, I we, have, yeah. we have way more room to say this is why see, this is what happened. This is why
1: I should have been a firefighter the law enforcement. I operate better in that environment. Yeah,
0: um, and, it, and I'm not saying all law enforcement is like that. There's not room for that. But in, in general, most cases, like if you don't have that strict, more military-style structure in law enforcement, I see that it's going bad for the people, for the officers. Good, for sure. Um, yeah. If you're more lax and lenient, um, definitely. So the fire service, I think, is more little more lenient in a lot of cases because of that because of that um you have to have that flexibility it's not that law enforcement doesn't make those similar decisions but it's i don't know the the processing and timing of those like uh, processing a use of force decision as an officer that's one thing like you know these are my guidelines if i follow this line it goes this way if i follow this line it goes this way Mm -hmm. the fire business you don't have that you're like, well, if I make this decision, this might happen, but I don't know until I make like until I get there. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: So some of the like some of the bigger state-run academies are very structured and similar, and that's not bad. That's good. Um, but my academy specifically was the opposite of
1: that. Garden hoses and no, no, no. Palm trees and it, it was
0: very. Um, you yeah, know, there's palm trees and sand and sand spurs and all those things. Um, awesome. <laughs>
1: Gator it's wrestling, a, you're all wrestling gators up in the lake. It was background. right
0: above a lake. There were some properties between our academy and, alli- and the alligators, so we didn't see them. And there's a fence around it. So mm. uh, shout out to the uh, Kenneth Abrag Public Safety Complex in Tavares,
1: Florida. <coughs> Nobody's ever heard of that place. Uh, no, I, you just said a bunch of words I don't even couldn't repeat. Uh, now it's the Institute of Public Safety. Did, uh, did you guys have, like, a repelling tower and all oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, we had a seven-story tower.
0: Nice. So in, in fire standards, you get the bare minimum of all those things. That's what I was saying about the department-specific stuff. Like, yeah. you will learn ropes and knots. Like, knots are very much a part of it, but repelling is not. Got gotcha. your, as Your basic firefighter having to repel or get on a rope is probably not going to happen. You're going to have to be on a special operations team or some special unit that is assigned those tasks. Um, And then the... You will have to, they do practice bailouts now because now it's required that all turnout gear, your bunker gear has harnesses in it to bail out of windows. Oh. So a second, what third, time What you tie so off can, on? Carry a little rope bag.
1: Really? Hmm? You, t- you, can, you can tie off on a,
0: lots of things dude. A door, a piece of furniture, your your tool in the corner of a window.
1: I didn't think whatever. about that like a yeah. couch or some shit. Yeah. It's not going to go through the window. Yeah, you can
0: spike your tool in the floor or you could do like whatever.
1: Pretty cool.
0: Yeah, like the handle of an axe or a halogen or a roof hook in the wind. This is like you're gonna die. and yeah. You're gonna leave the tool behind because you have to right um So yeah, huh. you, there's lots of ways you could spike it in the w- certain parts of a w- Structure like yeah, there's lots of things you could do. Um So you carry a little rope bag you have harnesses so you will practice that but you're not gonna be like jumping off the seventh floor For reps.
1: Yeah and that's not going to be pretty. If you're no, in, in a rope
0: rescue course, you will do that, but not in the fire academy. Um, yeah, those, like, the more advanced rope rescue courses get get pretty wild.
1: Oh, I bet. We had, I mean, like, areas that I worked, I'm sure, we had tons of cliffs. Like, firefighters were always doing tactical mm-hmm. rescues down yeah. down the hillside. And, you know, we'd occasionally get out there and play and tie a rope. We we always had these big orange, uh, I can't remember what kind of rope it was. It was super strong stuff. And uh, we'd tie it around, like, the... Tow hitch on one of the Tahoes mm. and like you know lower ourselves down a cliff. Not really repelling, but your hand hand over handing it. Sure. Me and my boy Pookie did that one time. It was cool. Pookie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: so yeah, you, you'll
0: practice. You'll get a brief overview of those advanced skills, and there are a certain number of hours you're that. So that's what the state standards are. They have hours on ropes and knots, hours on ladders, hours on pump operations. So a guy I went to standards with actually, he moved to Florida from Washington from Tacoma, which is like. Sacoma's a, a like a very aggressive, very um, famous West Coast fire department, and they told him he had to go through Florida State standards because he was missing like four or five hours of ladder training. They're like, "Nope, everything's good except this. You got to go to standards." It was that dumb. Yeah, yeah. This was also before like we were the very beginning of the national standards. Like we got that national certification when we graduated or when we got certified. But they, um, it wasn't. Things didn't cross over back then as well as they do now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was his thing. He was like, yeah, I've worked for, like, five or ten years at, a, like, a badass, aggressive fire department, and <laughs> I'm here because I was missing four hours of ladder training.
1: Oh, that's comical. It's stupid. so dumb. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, we could we could probably go out for hours on the, like, in-service training mm-hmm. crap that oh, had to go. Oh, that's garbage. My goodness.
0: So the Academy Life, you show up. It's not our academy. It was not living. You show up. Um whatever the time was. I just
1: picture you show up on your Vespa with your flip flops and you're like <laughs> No Hey bro, it's just No, we did show up PT was first, so we morning. we showed up
0: ready for PT. So you, you could show up in your PT gear. Mm. If you want to show up in uniform and change, that's fine. That was allowed if you got there early. Um but PT was first. PT was kind of a joke because the instructors we had at the time were not in they were not into physical fitness necessarily. Uh, like per like se. the old guy there. Yeah, like old old crusty dudes <laughs> that just yelled at everybody. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, That's how we did it back then. Smoking day.
0: cigarettes and yelling at you to do more push-ups. <laughs> You're like, yeah. So, in each class, you would, leaders would be appointed, um, and they would be in charge of like leading the class. So, usually, if you had some military experience, you were you were that person. You were put in charge of PT. So, it would be you'd guide them through sit-ups, push-ups, a jog, stuff like that. Um, and the funny part is, like, this is I grew up training like lifting as an athlete um and i was also just like country boy strong grew up in a wood shop and i could see that throwing hay things like that um so a lot of us where i went to school were like that push-ups were stupid to us yeah because it's like point like i don't need to do this this is dumb i can go out i can you can put me in a situation and i can outwork everyone and i'll have to do one push-up to do that yeah um that's, I mean, obviously that was an exaggeration, but you understand what I'm saying. Totally. I'm not so arrogant that I think I can outwork everyone.
1: At the time you might have been, you were what, 21? 19. 19? Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I definitely was. Uh, You you have that 19, 20-year-old arrogance everybody does because you think you're smart. Um, But a lot lot of people were, like, not into PT because, and, like, me being a bigger guy, I've always hated running. Mm. Like, just running on concrete for laps is really dumb to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... I love trail running or hiking or rucking but So there was a lot of people like that. So PT was like loosely governed. We do a short 30-minute session in the morning and then start our day and it, it would go Harder or easier depending on the day. If it was a classroom day PT would be more. If it was a day we were going to run running up and down the tower Dragon hose PT would be less Because mm. like, you're going to suffer for eight hours.
1: Get back to the dragging hose part Lots, that,
0: of, lots of dragging hose. Is,
1: is that where the term hose dragger Correct. comes from? Correct. That's where from? the term hose
0: dragger comes That's from. That's
1: great. I just um, wanted to clarify that for everyone yeah, out there. Yeah,
0: so there's there's a lot of um, things you could say
1: that are comical. How much hose have you dragged? How many hose have you thousands, dragged? Thousands. Thousands of feet of hose. I hmm. hmm. almost got killed by a hose once. I dragged a, I dragged a lot of hose when I was a bouncer.
0: Somebody dragged me down They. I was pulling a big two-and-a-half inch line off the back of an engine for a training scenario and this woman that we were It was actually Kara and I she was working with us at the time because she was being Kara was reevaluating her because She was had some performance Marks against her. Mm. She jumped in the engine tried to drive away while I was pulling the oh. two and a half and like almost pulled me over if I wasn't so big and strong I would definitely would have fallen like all my gear on, had a pack on, we were running scenarios. I could just
1: picture instead the wheels of the fire truck were just spinning in the dirt. No. No,
0: so it did it didn't catch, but like when you take them opposite directions, it does yeah. There's a big like lurching effect. Because it wasn't the hose wasn't fully extended or deployed out of the bed yet. No. If it had been, I definitely would have been down. So, anyways. That would have been a pretty gnarly injury. Get yanked up in the air by a fire engine, yeah. land on your back or your head with an air pack on. Oh, dude. Um, So you start your PT, go about your day. You'll either have a classroom day or a um, physical day. And then in in the beginning, there was a portion, it was called PBA week. And that's, I don't remember, I mean, technically it's SCBA, Self-Contained Breathing Apparatus. But like personal breathing apparatus or protective breathing apparatus was the old term. Um, So that week was like the pass fail. You get to stay or not stay week. And that week was the second or third week. Like you go through all the orientation stuff, you go through all the other things. Oh, if you already had EMT, you didn't have to go through the forty hour first responder, like the lead up to mm-hmm. thing, like band-aid stuff. So if you're already a certified EMT, you didn't have to do that. So I didn't I didn't have to do that. Um some of it's like half like roughly half and half of a class is like that. Half already are certified or licensed and the other half has never done anything. So second or third week is PBA week. And that was like I mean it's like a really generic equivalent of hell week in the military in a military school they just kick the shit out of you for a week to see if you want to stay or not Um, and it's all it's all in gear it's all drills where you're it's like stress inoculation legit just suffering because they want to make you suffer there's no reason other than to see if you're going to quit
1: that's important part of any academy i think is like to have that make it suck so bad that you know i mean ideally it will suck then worse than anything they'll experience on the road right uh, that's not always the case. I've definitely had some pretty sucky. Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> experiences it, So but that, that week was pretty rough. Yeah, and that's um That's that so that we were in that week when 9-11 happened
1: Ooh, That's a hell of a week for that
0: it was yeah Um, so they we were outside drilling and they called us in they're like hey you guys need to see this And it was after the first plane hit And then while we were in there the second we watched the second plane hit live. we were like oh, "Fuck!" And we just sat there for a few minutes instructors came in like we don't know what's going on we're turning this shit off you're going back outside back to work yep so that you know it's some motivation for some of us to keep going yeah and then there's there's a final test at the end of that week it's a it's a like a long scenario based thing you know it's like any other firefighting test you would see for an application process or whatever But just a little it's a little more physical like a little more of a beat down than that and if you don't pass that At our school, if you didn't pass that week, you didn't. You were done. Like you had to come back for another class, another day. So uh, that was a rough week. They do a lot of crazy shit. I bet back then there was a lot less regulation and rules. So you'd be crawling around on your hands and knees, blacked out with all your gear on. This is like Florida sunshine. We started Uh the academy in August, end of August. So we. In the sand and sand spurs, hands and knees, like crawling around, blacked out, doing all these drills and scenarios. Maybe Dudes would be beaten on your back with a stick, like on your air tank with a stick. You're like, what the
1: fuck? Why are you doing this? You know, <laughs> It's simulating yeah.
0: something. Yeah, well, it's part of the stress thing. They're trying to see if you want to quit. Because in a, in a fire, there's a lot of crazy noises and things you just can't comprehend unless you've done it. Um, so they're trying to simulate that to some level. And there's a bunch of other scenarios, like you're like. Timed or qualifying scenarios you have to do dragging hose running up and down the tower with all your stuff on haulings Like it's a lot of just physical work So at the end of that week, there's a test you do a lot of dumb stuff like stuff That doesn't apply to firefighting directly, but it's to just see if you want to stay or not mm-hmm. and then after that you move on to the state standards So all the mandated training like this is this many hours of ladder this many hours of ropes and knots this many hours of pump operation just many hours of like there's legit one of the there's a certain number of hours of tarp folding wow. i'm a, i was a certified tarp get folder. out of here I'm not kidding that's Dude. Oh, you don't get a certification for that but it's like in the list of things that yeah man, that is one of the requirements
1: like there's a, that there's explains a why all the tarps in your garage are so perfectly folded they are yeah yeah huh
0: who knew it's one of the few things in my garage is perfectly <laughs> organized is the tarps <laughs> you can take a class on anything you can't, yeah. I so, but it's—I re- mean—it's required, like, to fit those things on a rig. Yeah, they have to be packaged a certain way, or they don't work. Like, right. It's just simple. Like, so there's a lot of stupid stuff like that that people don't understand. And then there's a lot of classroom, a lot of lecture about fire science and theory and practices, like about building construction, about. Um,
1: that's oh, that's probably a big part of it. I didn't even think about that. How? Because you got to know how a building is put together. Yep.
0: Yeah. So one, so there's it doesn't collapse on you and two, right. so you can tear it apart. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's, there's
0: a, there's a lot more building construction in the fire service than people realize. Hmm. Um, it's a lot of building construction, um, a lot of practice tactics and strategy. Any driving, like driving the engines. The, they're a very basic amount. Um, I don't know. They might include EVOC now. Hmm. It wasn't included. It was a separate class. Um, when I went, so it was uh, just a, I forget how many hours EVOC was. I was actually I was also an EVOC instructor, but oh damn. I don't even know how many hours it was. That's not, that's the class I got certified to teach and never taught. Hmm. I did we did our new hires and their orientation, we would teach them our driving tactics, but I didn't teach EVOC specifically. Um did your firehouse have a fire pole? Some of them do. We have like our in our department we have 25 20 almost 30 stations now probably. Wow. I think um Three have fire poles maybe I would want to work there two or three had fire poles maybe four Well, they built several new stations since I left so I don't know if the new ones do So that, that was long story short. The Academy was when I went if you went straight through Monday to Friday It was 16 weeks. Okay Um, and then all your other classes were not like evoc was not part of that your EMT was not part of that So those were, like those are all separate things. Yeah, and uh, most department, like not every department You get hired at will you drive? you're not some departments like a bigger department that has a rank structure where you have to, you have to like engineer is a qualification. You're not going to drive with that department. So you yeah, don't, don't drive it. Yeah. The engineer, okay. you have to get licensed, certified, promoted engineer to drive any apparatus. So you don't like, you won't drive at a department like that. It's fine with me. So you I'll don't have, you don't have to have Evo. I'll
1: sit in the back seat. <laughs> See in law enforcement, they always make the junior guy drive. It's like, fuck you bitch. You're driving. Well, departments
0: like mine where everybody shared driving. It was, it was yeah. typically, it wasn't a junior guy, but it, like, everybody drives from the beginning. Like, you might drive a brush truck or a tanker or something, some utility vehicle. Like, everybody has to be certified to drive. You could be... Like, you, so, go through the academy. Not a live-in. There's a lot of crazy people in the academy, like, that want to be firefighters. Mm. I'm sure it's similar in law enforcement, but... Um, oh, yeah. There's, like I said, in Florida, like if, without a hiring process to qualify them, anybody can pay for it and start. There might be backgrounds now before they do class just to make sure but like you can pay for class and go to the school and then you still to get licensed you have to go through the background check with the state you have to go through that process and then to get hired you go through all of it again Mm. to be um, hired on your department and then after your orientation emt whatever your department required to apply for their job like you they might require medic which is is another year and a half of school it depends Um, and then you go through your department's orientation, which is usually six to eight weeks of your department's policies and procedures and guidelines.
1: And then you hit the road, and then you learn to actually do the job.
0: No, then you're on probation. Yeah. For a year. And well, so yeah, we had the same thing. Our our probies had, they would go through our six-week orientation. And there's, depending on chiefs at the time, like that fluctuated. Some, our lowest one was like four weeks, I think. And then the longest so was eight weeks. Usually it's around six weeks. Um, after that orientation, your first 90 days, you don't count. You're just an extra person on mm-hmm. a rig, and gotcha. the officer of that rig is evaluating you. They have a checklist of things they have to evaluate you on, and then the rest of that first year is your the rest of your probation. And if you survive that, you get to stay. So a few of our older guys used to tell the new guys, you're only here in pencil. So shut up. Awesome, yeah. Um, and there's some, you know, every department is different. There's a the standard level of hazing and things that go on, but
1: that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, it's another,
0: it's another thing. Most departments. We got in trouble one time because there was the one of the national standards is an orange helmet for probationary people for new hmm. people. That's a that's like a normal thing. And um, we got, we had. A, a few years where we were we were buying our probies orange shields for the helmets because we had black helmets and red helmets. Like off once you got promoted, you were lieutenant captain had red helmets. Battalion chiefs and above had white helmets. Mm. Firefighters had black helmets. And the only way to differentiate units or positions was your shield on your helmet. So we would get orange shields for the probies to say hey. There. Like lots of departments issue orange helmets because you need to identify those people. Um, and we got in trouble for that because it was hazing one really? one stupid person's opinion of, and then now they're back <sighs> so like, it's so dumb it's it's not hazing like it's it's a it's a standard a national level standard like it's not
1: yeah. unusual i mean come on we saved the hazing for the locker room right? chief. Come on.
0: <laughs> i mean <laughs> Dude. The, the two departments next door issue orange helmets we just got them an orange shield so we know who they are like and your unit like the unit you those new guys were assigned to would buy that. like we would buy them that shield
1: somebody's um, always got to get their feelings hurt so dumb screwed up for i don't know if somebody else.
0: complained or it was just like an hr person that thought it was dumb or whatever but
1: some chief was bored maybe mm. and
0: so that's the that's how you get started like i said there's too much variation in the academies to be like this is what it's like everywhere yeah. ours was very um a little more relaxed because it's a little it was a little more r- like rural and country at the time um
1: it's probably not anymore i would guess
0: it's definitely changed Well, like the standards for pt are different like there's definitely like the instructors now are my generation so yeah like we stepped up and changed policy and became leaders and became like we yeah we we realized these things aren't aren't that great we need to address this mm-hmm. right so now they have a like a structured pt i have several friends that run a couple of the schools down in central florida they're the, they're in charge of the school or they're the lead instructors at the school um and it's because of those guys, things
1: are different. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we should call it. Yeah. Because you got stuff to do. Um, we should come on again at some point and talk about, like, I'd love to touch on getting tased and pepper sprayed. And yeah, there's a lot more details to go into. Like, yeah, so we could share some of those horrible stories <laughs> and be fun. There's a guy I went to fire
0: standards with that lived in his truck the whole time. Dude. There were two kids that drove up from some South Florida county a couple hours south of us. They lived in a, a camper tent yeah. the whole time. Two brothers. like,
1: <laughs> Getting it done. Got to do it. Got to sacrifice. Together. We were all you broke. Get-
0: Nobody was getting paid. Yeah. God. Eating cheap tacos every night. Yeah. My parents, uh, they had a basement apartment that I lived in. So that like, that, that worked out for me.
1: Yeah. Until I got <clears throat> everything squared away. Started making money.
0: Uh, Yeah. So there's that.
1: Well, shit. All right.
0: We didn't ramble a bit. No, we talked about our life in the academy. Um, There's a lot more, a lot of funny stories and things, but
1: we'll uh, we'll touch on them next time. Yeah. Boom. All right. Bye, everyone. Let's go seize the day. Later.